Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Her Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Kaysen Schultz. And if you're new around here, this is a show all about helping you apply the gospel to everyday mom life. We are pursuing a motherhood defined by the gospel. What does that mean? It includes daily rhythms. It includes our identity. It includes our time, how we're living every single day. Those things matter. And so we do that together here every week. Tuesdays and Thursdays, these episodes are designed to help you practically live these things out in your life. And we've been in the middle of a back to school series. So if you're just now listening, if this is the first time you've ever listened, it's totally fine. You're at a perfect spot. We're going to talk about five ways to manage your emotions in a healthy way. If you want to pause, you can go back to Tuesday's episode. It kind of gives this bigger picture on why this matters and a little bit of how to do it. And then today I'm giving you five practical ways that you can actually do this. So if you're nursing a baby, if you're cooking breakfast, if you're cleaning up, if you're driving in your car, just keep doing whatever it is you're doing. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey mama, welcome to Her Pursuit, where we simplify time management and uncomplicate productivity, all while finding ourselves again in mom life. Does juggling all the things leave you feeling exhausted and burned out? Do you want more balance between mom life and time for yourself and wish you could just get it together? Motherhood can be overwhelming and isolating. And while creating routines and managing your time is hard, it's not complicated and you don't have to do it alone. My mission is to help you find yourself again and create simple routines, all while growing in your faith. I'm Kaysen, and I've been there. I completely lost myself when I became a mom, and everything felt like one big hot mess. But through simple baby steps and mindset shifts, I began to reclaim my time, energy, thoughts, and ultimately my life. If you're ready to trade chaos for calm and take tiny steps of action, then you're in the right place. You're about to step into the woman and mama God has called you to be, friend, and finally live in freedom with confidence. That girl is inside of you, and we're going to find her together through her pursuit. On Tuesday, we talked about how it is normal to experience emotions It is normal to process through those things. It is normal and natural for us to cry, yell, scream in a healthy way, not not like at someone else. So we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the why and some of the how to managing our emotions, especially through, you know, these seasons of big life transitions, because that can be when we are like triggered in ways maybe we aren't sure, like, where's this coming from? Why do I feel this way? And so the challenge has really been to just get still get quiet for five minutes a couple of days this week, not every day, not for a really long time. And if you can't do five minutes, if your kids are interrupting you, do what you can with what you have. It doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes I do, you know, stillness and breath work and a little reset within like 30 seconds. It doesn't have to be this big, drawn out, elaborate thing. So on today's episode, we are going to get straight to the point. I'm going to share five ways that you can cope with emotions in a healthy way, because we talked about on Tuesday how sometimes some of us, I'll just volunteer as tribute. I'll say me because me, I cope in unhealthy ways. So I will try to numb or zone out on my phone, on social media, uh, Netflix and shows, and sometimes even like emotional eating and other just unhealthy ways that are not healthy. That's not how we should be coping. And so maybe you relate to some of that. Maybe you don't. Maybe you have, maybe you're doing it, but you don't recognize that you're doing it. Maybe after today, you're going to recognize that you're doing it. I love that. I love bringing awareness to that. You know, not just for you, but for me as well. Like awareness is key because we can't change what we don't acknowledge. 
And if we don't know, then we can't acknowledge it. So understanding ourselves and just like having more self-awareness, I feel like is so key in, in transformation. So today, the five things, five ways that you can manage your emotions that, that I use regularly in my life, I want to share those with you. So if you're ready, we're going to just like cut straight to the point and we're going to get to it. Okay, here we go. Number one is to tell someone, you have to talk to someone about it. Maybe your husband, maybe your mom, your dad, a friend, somebody at church, a therapist. Oh yeah, if you're new here, we normalize mental health and things like therapy and counseling. It's normal. It is normal to need someone to talk to. It's normal to need someone to process things with sometimes. So find someone who can be that person for you, okay? Number two is to write. Let me just be honest. As much as I love writing, there is sometimes something about journaling that just feels daunting sometimes. Maybe it's because I'm like used to a faster pace of communication. I, you know, I love voice memos, talk to text, typing even. When I sit to write sometimes, I'm like, this is taking forever. And honestly, my thoughts are just coming quicker than my hands can write. But I've seen and I've learned and understand now the value of writing and how important it is to just have that emotional release sometimes. Sometimes it can aid us and help us in that emotional release or processing through what it is, you know, the the thoughts that can be jumbled up. So there are different ways that you can do this. You can do like a typical brain dump, just like write, no rhyme or reason, just writing everything out on the page, whatever comes to mind, just like writing it down. You don't have to necessarily do a journal entry, but you can, you know, you can make a list, you can do a bubble map. Oh my gosh, I love bubble maps. It's like, sometimes (laughs) I'll do this and it's Sometimes if it's about me and if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'll put like me or Kaysen and then put a circle around it. And then you list out, like you draw lines, just like you were in school, to all the things that are in your mind, in your head, or maybe in your like life that are just taking up space, that are causing you to feel the way that you're feeling. And then you can have like, I've, it's like this diagram and I've written one before that's literally a whole page and it's all these bubbles that have spinoff bubbles and they've got bubbles Because that's life sometimes, right? But I would rather express that through writing. I would rather express that through a bubble map than keep it bottled up and pretend like it's not happening. So writing is another way to express these emotions that you're feeling and experiencing. Number three, I didn't put this first, even though it probably should be, but it's the practice of prayer. I know it sounds like a churchy Sunday school answer, but okay. We talk about faith around here. We talk about Jesus taking things to the Lord and just praying, cultivating a consistent prayer life. It doesn't have to look or feel a certain way in order for it to count. You just have to start. You just have to do it. Like we talked about last week, we know we should do these things. We know these things would be helpful, but are we doing them? Because knowing and doing get us two totally different outcomes. So when you feel overwhelmed emotionally, go to God. And I would even say go to God first. Like I'm so guilty of, and sometimes we need that person in the flesh and blood right there in front of us to, you know, hold us, hug us, tell us it's going to be okay, you know, give us that verbal response. But I'm really guilty of sometimes I'll like call my mom or tell my husband or message one of my friends. And I've been convicted in the past about, you know, God should be my first go-to. Going to him in prayer is literally easy. It's free. I can do it anytime, any place. It's actually the path of least resistance versus like picking up my phone, calling someone or texting someone or sending someone a voice memo. 
He's just literally like there. It can be like a thought prayer, you know? It's the easiest thing, but it's sometimes I'll be the, again, the one to say it. I volunteer as tribute. It's sometimes my last resort because it just is not what my heart is inclined to do. It's not sometimes what my flesh chooses. So going to God in prayer, that's another, you know, practical, healthy way to manage your emotions. Number four is breath work and meditation. I do this all the time, but especially when my emotions are building or I feel really heavy, or if I know that I'm in a season of transition, I try to be proactive in this way. And it really is an outlet to release the energy inside of your body. And I spent a lot of time in, gosh, was it 2019 or 2020? But I learned so much, like interesting scientific information that is backed again by scripture in the Bible, like it is God's design. You know, scientists believe that it's like this scientific mystery and all these things. And I'm sitting over here like, this is, this is biblical. This is in scripture. But anyways, there's so much that science shows about how our bodies interact, like, and how energy is just always flowing and emotions and things like that can be stored and trauma and anxiety and all these things that, I mean, I suffer with, that I've struggled with, that now that I know more about it, I can work with it. I can do something about it. I can shift it. I can literally change it. And so energy can be released through breath work and through meditation. And it doesn't have to be like all woo-woo and new age practices. There are a lot of new age like beliefs and rituals and practices that are very much like not rooted in scripture or, you know, a faith-based practice. But this can be grounded in your faith as a Christian mama. And I have an episode coming up with more on this, so stay tuned for that. But finding a breath work or meditation practice that will work for you, again, just a couple minutes. Sometimes I do breath work in 30 seconds, 15 seconds, a couple minutes. Do what you can with what you have and where you are. But there are studies that prove that this works and that there's scripture that says it's biblical and it's beneficial. The fifth thing is music. Music is a big way that I process emotions. Again, this may be helpful for you. It may not be helpful for you, but you won't know until you try it. I play worship music all the time in the car, in my house, you know, on a speaker, when I'm in the shower, when I'm cleaning, literally all the time cleaning. LOL, if my husband's listening, he's like cleaning, picking up. Okay. I'm not a deep cleaner. I've shared that with y'all before. I'm not really like crazy about all the dust and stuff. It just doesn't really bother me. Okay. Anyways, I found that music helps me navigate big feelings. It's almost as if like the notes in the song or the lyrics either express what I'm feeling, you know, deep down or else this truth that like it gives me a truth to cling to and remember. So music is another way and it's so powerful to give yourself some emotional space. And like I said on Tuesday's episode, I'm going to repeat this in case you didn't listen to Tuesday's episode, but even if you did, it's worth repeating. All of these things are done most effectively from a place of being still, stillness, pausing, being, and it's the hardest thing to do because when we start to feel emotional, a lot of us like want to run from that or we want to numb out in ways that aren't healthy. We don't want to slow down. We don't want to stop because when we stop, those emotions that we're trying to suppress and ignore, they start to come up. Like they were faced with them and we're faced with the reality of the situation. And, you know, because of things like self-preservation and 
our body's like defense mechanism, we don't want to just sit in like sadness and anger and frustration. I mean, I guess sometimes we do, but there aren't many people who wake up and they're like, I really want to cry today for just like as long as possible. Or I want to be mad and like punch something for as long as possible. We don't. We would rather just, you know, act like it's not there, pretend like we're fine and move on. But the body keeps a score. Also another good book if you've never read it, but your body, like the body always wins. And this is coming from someone who knows because I have ignored and suppressed in the past for longer than I should have. And it just results in like this building, building, building. And like I said the other day, you're like a bottle of Coke that's being shaken up and it's just like going to explode at any moment. If you were to take the top off, it would literally go everywhere. It'd be a big, a giant disaster, a mess. And that's how I felt. That's how I was living every single day. But it's like I was putting this Band-Aid on something that needed surgery. Like I needed to really sit with myself and acknowledge the fact that I was not okay. I was pretending I was okay. I was acting like I was okay, trying to convince myself and everybody else I was okay. It's fine. I'm fine. And part of that is just like, you know, either how we were raised or the messages we receive in culture, like just, it's fine. There's no time and space for you to sit and be still and or feel any of those emotions that you're feeling. You need to ignore that. You need to move on. Let's move on. We've got to move on. And our society and our world is so fast paced anyways. It's like, who has the time to sit and cry? (laughs) Like who has the time to sit and really be upset or feel these feelings? But for me, it's just been so healthy to manage those things. I should say helpful to manage those things in a healthy way. So I hope that these five things are helpful for you. Again, if you didn't listen to Tuesday's episode, you might want to circle back to that one after this one, because not only are emotions going to run high just in everyday life and chaos and motherhood and raising little kids and having babies and all of that, but like add on top of that a huge season of transition or a big life shift. And that is like, if, if we're not, if we don't know how to cope in healthy ways, and if we're not prepared mentally to do that, that is a recipe for disaster. And so I want for these things to actually help you. So don't just let them stay here. Don't let it just be something that you hear and you just move on with your day. Actually try to carve out some time today to just sit. Like I said, just a couple minutes and just be and be still. And maybe you ask yourself some check-in questions like, how am I feeling? How does my body feel? Or what have my thoughts been like today? What have I been thinking? What what thoughts are on repeat? Maybe you just try to just sit in stillness and just be and not have any thoughts. Maybe you meditate on a truth about who God is, who you are in Him, His love for you. You know, there's really no right or wrong way to do it. It's just being conscious and making the effort to to slow down and just really be with ourselves. There's nothing wrong with that. And I know as a mom, it feels like you shouldn't do that or there's no time for you to do that. We have to make the time to do that. It's so, so important. If you're on Instagram and you'd like to share that you're listening to this episode, you can take a screenshot right now and tag me at Her Pursuit Podcast. That's the podcast handle or my personal handle is at Hey, it's Kason, C-A-S-O-N. I would love to hear from you. Love to see who's listening. Love to see what you're taking away from these episodes. I will see you back here next week, same time, same place on Tuesday. Thanks so much for being here with me today, friend. Before you go, if this show has encouraged or inspired you in any way, the number one way you can help me is to leave a written review, letting other moms know how this podcast is impacting your life and motherhood. Then send this episode to some mom friends. 
Thank you for joining me in the mission of spreading messages just like this one to moms around the world. If you're looking for a community of like-minded mamas to come alongside you, support, and encourage you, join our Facebook group by searching Her Pursuit or by clicking the link in the show notes. Come share with us what you're taking away from this episode, what stuck out to you. I can't wait to hear from you. I'm so grateful to have you on this journey with me, and I'll see you next time, Mama.